Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Today on Getting Real with the Housewives, Jackie Goldschneider on what she really thinks of Teresa Judice's fiance. And if she loves him and he truly makes her happy, then, you know, a weird video and my opinion of it, it really shouldn't be you know, relevant. Then Ebony Williams reveals what she would have said if there had been a Real Housewives of New York reunion. Why did this become this like Ebony's painting Ramona with this racist brush when it was actually you two that introduced that notion to me? Plus Bravo breaks their silence on Jenny Wynn's offensive social media posts. Got all that plus so much more on today's Getting Real with the Housewives. Hey guys, Christina Garibaldi here with Us Weekly executive producer Mandy DeCamp. Welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives. Hi, Mandy. Hi, guys. So excited for today. We have special guests. We do. We have special guests, our friends from the Watch What Crappens podcast. We are joined by Ben and Ronnie. And if you don't know their podcast, it's definitely a must. It's satirical. Take on Housewives and other Bravo shows. Guys, welcome back. How are you? Hi, hey. we're so good. How are you? So good. We are so excited to run down all things Housewives news, this latest episode of Salt Lake City. But before we get to all that, you guys recently announced your 10th annual Golden Crappies Award Show, which is given to the best and bitchiest stars on reality TV. So tell <laughs> us all about this big event and how people can tune in. Oh my goodness. So we've been doing this for 10 years and um, it's happening uh, live in New York City at Town Hall. But we're also, we partnered with Moment House so you can watch it digitally from the comfort of your own home if you can't make it to New York City. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be like an epic epic show. That's awesome! I can't wait. Can, what, what? Who are some of your favorites from this past year? Can you tell us any any teasers? Well, you know, the whole cast of Salt Lake City is just killing it. I mean, they're all great. They're all probably going to be in jail, really, at some point. But, you know, they're killing it. Um, you know, I think New York actually has gotten a lot of uh they've gotten in a lot of trouble this year but you know considering the year they had i mean i i still we laughed so yep. that's all we really care about if we can laugh at, at some things during your season they were you know i mean it's bravo there's so there's so much they bring us joy year round so it really is hard to choose that's why we lead we leave a lot of the choices up to you the listeners, you know, because we don't want to make those. <laughs> That's decisions. very true. Good call. Yeah, it's an exciting year because uh, normally New York, Real Housewives of New York dominates every category that it's up for. But this yeah. is the first year where it's really not going to be doing that. And so we have a good like horse race going between Salt Lake City and Beverly Hills, which both had standout seasons. And I think this is going to be a really exceptional ceremony. Cannot mm -hmm. wait. 
Awesome. We actually, later in the show, we'll get to our interview with Ebony too from New York, who finally talked about what she would have talked about if there was a New York reunion. So it's it's very interesting what she says. We'll get to that in a little bit. But also you guys are starting your tour right now. So tell us you're in New York to kick it off, right? Yes, we're starting here in New York for the Golden Crappies. Then we're really going across the country. So we're going to New Jersey over the weekend. We're going to the Wilbur in Boston. We're going to Nashville, Orlando, um, Atlanta, Philadelphia. I mean, really Texas, Dallas. I mean, it's really everywhere. It's going to be pure madness. But we've this is something that we used to do all the time before the pandemic. And we are just totally thrilled to be able to get back out on the road and get to like just do all this stuff with all the listeners again. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's 21 cities and it's right after being stuck inside with COVID for over two years. So, I mean, welcome back to airplane seats when you're, you know, 30 pounds heavier, at least. I won't get on the scale, but I just apologize for anybody who's next to me on the plane because it's going to suck for you. But it's going to be fun for the rest of us. Awesome. It's going to be great. Yeah, tickets, watch what crappens.com, right? Or watch what tickets. Yeah, tickets are at watchwhatcrappens.com. And if you want to uh, watch, the uh, the Golden Crappies, by the way, that is going to be up on Moment House for an entire week. That's at momenthouse.com slash WWC. But ultimately, all the links are at watchercrappens.com. So if you can't remember, just always go to that website and you have access to everything that we talk about. I love it. So many exciting things going on for you guys. Congrats. That's great. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get uh, before we get into this week's news, because there's a lot for us to break down. We want to see what you guys had to say about last week's show. Mandy, why don't you kick it off? Sure. Uh, William B. said Jennifer Aiden's tagline is right on the nose. I love that. Uh, we went through the the Jersey Housewives taglines last week. You guys, did you get to see those yet? Oh, yeah, they're really I yeah. really enjoyed them. Yeah, they were good. They, yeah. they really were good. I always love them. And that's a show that you can really make up the taglines in your head and they still work. I mean, for, for Jennifer Aiden, I think we would always just prefer her to say pizza bagel. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like her little quotes in the background are always the funniest to us. And is really a pro at just picking up those little things she's saying in the background when everybody else is talking. Yeah, I really, I I like listen in. And then basically she says one random phrase in episode one, and then I just scream it. For the rest of the season, <laughs> you know, there was last last season. She mentioned that she saw a fox in her driveway, and for the rest of the season, I was like, "I saw a fox in the driveway, baby." <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited for Jersey. Oh, me too. We played this game with Jennifer um, maybe like a year ago when she was promoting last season, and it replays in my head all the time because she sounds like a song almost. Like when she does. Speaks. We all send it to you guys after. It's good. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Pam Edwards wrote, um, she says, I think Lisa's a fence girl, always on the fence, trying to be friends to all that's not going to work with this group. Of course, talking about Lisa from Salt Lake City. Um, we're going to break down that episode, which was amazing. Um, but yeah, I kind of agree with her. I think Lisa is definitely a people pleaser. She'll tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, but she's also in PR, you know, so it's kind of like what you get. Like, we all know people in PR, and that's exactly what you get. But also, the fights really have nothing to do with Lisa. So it's like, what is she supposed to do? They want her to pick sides on. It's like, are you going to be Meredith's friend? My friend. Who cares? You're probably going to jail. And Meredith (laughs) is being ridiculous, too. Like, when you've got two ridiculous friends like that, I say, stay the hell out of it. Because crazy is always just going to be crazy. There's no saying anything to either of those two that's going to be right. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. All right. It is true. Yeah. It's weird that they're so focused on Lisa. You're right. Like it has nothing to do with her. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, she inserts sure. herself, but I think that's good. She is, she is, she does ride the fence. That's her role on the show. That's why she's entertaining because she flip flops and she flip flops so like blatantly that it's hilarious to watch. There's no grace about it. It's just like so deeply obvious and it's hilarious. And, it's and then hilarious. when she gets caught, she just does her <laughs> like fake cry, which is the best fake cry on Bravo. It cracks me at that noise she makes. Just that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love it right, well, we, we have some uh big news to talk about from salt lake yeah. city because you know this is what has gotten everybody talking um so mandy why don't you kind of run down what is going on with jenny Wynn? Uh, okay so we all know that real housewives of salt lake city star jenny Wynn has been dropped from the series after her past racially insensitive social media posts resurfaced uh, th- these past few weeks so bravo issued a statement on all of their social media platforms they said Bravo has ceased filming with Jenny Wynn and she will no longer be a cast member on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We recognize that we failed to take appropriate action once her offensive social media posts were brought to our attention. Uh, the statement went on to promise fans that a larger scale change that larger scale changes would be made in the future, noting moving forward, we will work to improve our processes to ensure we make better informed and more thoughtful casting decisions. Um, following the announcement, Jenny took to Instagram Live to talk about it herself. Um, she, alongside with her friend, Michael, who is a black black gay man, insisted that she is not a racist. Jenny called the post, which appeared to share anti-Black Lives Matter sentiments, disgusting and claimed that a social media team is to blame for sharing the offensive post in her non-verified personal Facebook page that existed before she was cast. Mm. Um, she said, I just want to understand that. I just want you to understand that during that time, I had a team of people that were helping me. Whether they posted or I posted, it doesn't really matter at this point. For me, it's on my account and I take full responsibility and accountability for what was posted. Um, after the post became public, Jenny said on social media that she thought she was speaking out against violence, but since has since learned that the posts were offensive and hurtful. So what do you think? Do you think she had a team of people that were posting this for her? Why would you have a team no. of people before you were even on Housewives? Nobody even <laughs> knew who you were. I mean, like- no. <laughs> No, one syllable. Yeah. Boo, boo, boo. Boo. If I had tomatoes, I would throw them. Boo. <laughs> to blame that on a social. And also, you have a social media person that's posting George Floyd with it, with a knee on his neck on your social media, and you're totally fine with that. <laughs> you just never that? noticed that. Yeah. And it's post after post. It's terrible post after terrible post. What social media manager posts that to your page? Like, what is she trying to sell over there? I can't with yeah. her. Yeah. It's yeah. and by the way, also the social blame it on your social media team. It didn't work for Jen Shaw. It's definitely right. not going to work for Jenny Wynn. Okay. No, those posts were, those posts were totally um, wrong. They were, they were racist. They were gross. And, um, you know, uh, it's really unfortunate. And, and she, I think that she totally should have been fired for it. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting yeah. to see if Bravo, cause she did film part of season three, if we will see her in season three and then see her getting fired, like the aftermath of this, or if they're just going to delete all the scenes that she was in, I wonder what they're, they're going to handle that. I'm hoping we get the um, Pete from below deck treatment mm-hmm. where you just see the back of his head sometimes, you know, <laughs> and then they, they just fill it. I don't, yes. even care. I don't even care if they just cut, it go, the screen goes to black and you hear like, doo, 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 you know, like something, some music, you know, like some kind of clown music playing instead. Yeah, I, hope they cut her. Her. Yeah. I totally forgot about that below deck situation. That's hysterical. Yeah. That's hysterical. That was almost like CGI the way they did. Yeah. I mean, we really never saw that guy. Oh, so, I don't know, how did they do that? That's magical. Yeah. 
It's, it, it is interesting that nobody noticed this. Like, I mean, it was on a Facebook page. Like, I know it was unverified, but did Bravo not vet her before we, uh, you know, before she yeah. was passed? I mean, well, I, I wonder what really goes into vetting, by the way, mm-hmm. because I feel like we always say this. How did you not look into yeah. it? But I do wonder, like, what does vetting involve and how how easy is it? Like once you deactivate a Facebook page, if it's just some random person and, you know, you want to find out their old posts, is it really hard? Is it easy? Mm-hmm. I don't know these things. Yeah. Well, I read that she had deactivated it and then for some reason changed the cover photo or changed the profile picture of that page. So it showed up again for somebody who just happened to be following, Mm. you know, Jenny. And so it showed up like you also might like, and then they screenshotted everything and posted it to the internet. So that stuff is never gone. It's never deleted. And, you know, all of us, well, maybe not all of us, but me, I mean, I've posted stupid think not racist, but I mean, I'm, I'm an idiot, you know, like I regret what I said yesterday. So (laughs) I'm sure that, you know, people can find stuff. You just have to be careful, especially if you're a closet racist, Jenny. Yeah. 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 I always say I'm so grateful that I didn't have Instagram like my nieces and nephews have today, you know, when Mm -hmm. I was 13 Mm -hmm. or something like God knows what I would have said when I was 13. (laughs) Again, nothing racist, but yeah, but you (laughs) say things that like are not informed, you know, when you get, hopefully as you get older, you learn more perspectives, you're around other people and you start to realize that things that you thought were harmless that you said actually may have damaging repercussions. And so you adjust your perspectives and the language you use, which is a good thing. We should all be learning. Um, but yeah, I don't need people to see like my learning from when I was 13. When I was really, I really oh didn't gosh. know what I was talking about. Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. not 13. So that's the thing. Only... And not 13. And that's why I think that's why people really don't have a lot of forgiveness for her because okay. the things she posted happen after everything happened with George Floyd, where there were lots of national conversations and we all feel like she should have known better. 100%. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to Megan King because she did not hold back as she watched her relationship with then husband Jim Edmonds play out in past episodes of The Real Housewives of Orange County. So in a clip posted by page six on January 25th, she reacted to her embarrassing marriage for her new YouTube channel. During a season 10 scene, she referred to Edmonds as rude when he ignored her trying to talk to him. She said, I was in denial. And so she explained herself watching herself uh, telling this in a confessional on camera. She said that Edmonds completely respects her at the time and she later reacted to previously using his last name saying thank god it's not Evans anymore of course they originally appeared on uh, Real Housewives of Orange County in season 10 and 11 they split in October 2019 after five years of marriage it was super super messy Um, they said that he was unfaithful it was a whole big thing so she denied reports of an alleged affair telling Us Weekly in June of 2019 regrettably I had a lapse in judgment I engaged in an inappropriate conversation with this person at no time was there any type of relationship or physical contact absolutely none that was jim that said that um she's still still talking about this marriage <laughs> she probably hey, still in know, love with him that's probably why we we'll say it again oh, she's probably still in love with him that's probably why i mean oh. she is lit- she was literally married to the president's nephew and she's still harping on jim edmonds yeah so. that is so true i mean for you two know, weeks but <laughs> i don't think she's still in love with him but i do think well what do i know like i don't know her but um what i do <laughs> think is that megan is showing so much more cuckoo energy now than she ever did on the show and i really wish that that crazy flower had bloomed back then because <laughs> this train wreck is what we need on the show like megan yeah. was so serious and you know 
I mean, I do love the scene where she tried to cook minute rice, but otherwise, or when she went after um, Brooks with his fake cancer and stuff. I mean, that was definitely her golden moment, but she was always just kind of like the normal one and the smart one who could handle the detective case, which was okay. But I mean, this energy, I mean, I need Megan like fighting with Joe Biden's nephew about whatever that was. <laughs> I, know. I mean, we shouldn't be surprised. We shouldn't be surprised that she's harping on Jim Edmonds because that's literally what she was known for in her first season was just like a dog with a bone, not giving up on this one thing about Brooks. And so she's just doing sort of her thing with Jim Edmonds now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if she can make a few YouTube bucks off of it, good for her. You I just want to know, will, the, will President Biden be watching her YouTube show? <laughs> I think he might be. That. Maybe yeah. Dr. Jill Biden will. Yeah, you never heard of. But I mean, to say now that oh, you you were just hoodwinked by Jim Edmonds, you didn't know he was a total creep and an a hole. I'm sure. Okay, mm-hmm. like anybody could see that. You're not some idiot, Megan. You're a smart person. You knew, but at one time it's acceptable, and you know now you're divorced, so it's no longer acceptable. And you know what? I'm here for that as well. I agree. You know what? I, he lo- is, I like a messy divorce on my. And you know he too. is a jerk. He is like awful, and so I'm here for Megan just dragging him some more. Just for the fun yeah. of it. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I'll watch it. All right. Well, you got to get to Erica Jane news. She hasn't been in the news in a few weeks. And I was so excited to read this story because it's kind of a, a funny one. Um, so she, Erica Jane may be forced to surrender a pair of earrings that cost $750,000 amid allegations that her estranged husband, Tom Girardi, purchased a jewelry with funds that did not belong to him. Have you guys ever heard of a pair of earrings for $750,000? No. This is crazy. Oh my God. That is that is like, insane. Yeah. Is that just how you is is that just like launder money laundering? Like what is that? That's you know, what it seems like. I don't know. So I'm some background. Yeah. I'm not putting that much money on on my ear where it could fall off. Like that's just like sure. that to me is like just definition of hubris. Yes, yes. So some background on this. Tom allegedly bought the earrings in March 2007 with money from a client trust account and cited the purchase as costs for a case, according to court documents. Um, while he initially initially claimed that the jewelry was stolen from their home, the earrings were allegedly in a safe. Um, Ronald Richards, who is the former, former attorney uh, for the trustee overseeing the bankruptcy case involving Tom's former law firm, exclusively told us weekly in a statement that the evidence filed in court by the trustee shows a clear money trial to the purchase of these earrings. Erica should return them immediately. They were purchased with estate funds. She will not be able to hide behind her attorney in the response. She will have to provide testimony under oath and be subject to the deposition if she persists. Um, So her lawyer fired back at the allegation saying that Erica is innocent. He said, if the law matters, the trustee's motion is completely out of bounds, even based on the incomplete hearsay evidence filed with the motion. The trustee has no claim based on Erica innocently receiving a gift of earrings 15 years ago from her now estranged um, and then extraordinarily wealthy husband. So what do you guys think? Should she give these earrings back or not? Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. good luck. Good luck with that. I mean, right. that I really like decide. I, I want to, it's all she has left, you guys. <laughs> oh, so you're, 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 you you're an earring apologist. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I think she should keep the earrings. <laughs> all she, has left, she has a Range Rover. She has a house in Hancock Park. She's right. got... She's got, you know, she's got, a, she's, she's still on camera. She's still earning a check from Bravo. Sure. Give those earrings back. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, considering the victims, you know, the orphans and the widows. Oh. Yeah. I mean, give them, okay, but the, okay. you know, even, even <laughs> further, 
this Ronald Richards, you know, I have to say, because we give Erica a ton of food, just like everybody else, I'm sure. But this Ronald Richards is such a sleazy, like, yeah. housewife wannabe, too. I mean, he, I follow him, and I, he's constantly going, and he's posting these things like, guys, we got the earrings. And then he puts these pictures <laughs> up, like, you know, we got her, guys. And um, yeah. she came on, and she came on his Twitter, because she's always telling yes. him off on Twitter, you know. And she's yeah. like, get a life. And then supposedly his wife came on and was like, well, why don't you give it back to the, why don't you give money back to the victims? And she's like, oh, shut up. Go suck Ronald's D, why don't you? You know, so <laughs> that's some good how housewives drama in general it's hard because it's now become kind of ronald richards being a sleazy housewife against erica jane who you're not really rooting for either so it's kind of a salt lake city in that way where it's like you don't have to choose sides you just kind of watch yeah grab your popcorn right um all right well speaking of salt lake city let's break down this week's episode and i mean it just keeps getting better and better so let's start out with this speculation that meredith's father's memorial was fake um, it seems like this is going to spill over into next week's episode as well. Do we think that Meredith made this whole thing up? I think that her, I think it's real. I, I mm-hmm. listen, I, I don't think I don't Meredith marks so far as, as far as we can tell on a cast full of many grifters, she doesn't seem as griftery as the others. Mm-hmm. So I tend to think that this was a real memorial. Maybe she messed up some of the details to the other women and figured it wouldn't even matter either way if she just said, I'm, I'm going to for a memorial. <laughs> I think that she probably thought like, that's, that's good enough. It's a good enough reason. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, if your dad dies and you lie about having a memorial, your dad died. Like, who even, que- like, are you questioning that her dad died? No. So if your dad dies and you lie, I feel like you get a pass anyway. Like, even if you're lying, her dad died. Shut up, you guys. I cannot believe that they're going after her for that. And it's so ballsy and so gross. And that's why I love that show. Like, I can't even believe that the whole cast was like, do you think it was a lie? And then Whitney, you know, Detective Whitney over there, like, I don't know, because then some people didn't come on a bus, which means that maybe her dad isn't even there. Maybe her dad is Homeland Security. They followed you. They made- it's like, oh, my God, where are you even going with this, you crazies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on the same page. I, if she lied, I don't care. Mm-hmm. If it was Monday and not Tuesday or whatever, if she needs to take two days because her dad died, that's okay too right yeah, I she think doesn't also, want to go on the bus but like maybe that maybe it was on sunday and the bus was on tuesday so she was thinking rather than fly back to salt lake city i'll stay an extra day you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but like like ronnie said whitney has spun this crazy conspiracy theory and everyone's falling for it i mean it's great tv <laughs> It is great TV. I'm actually surprised that this storyline isn't getting picked up more. This whole Jen Shaw hooking up with the guy that yes. Meredith was seeing. I'm surprised that like yeah. we're not talking about this more because this is very juicy. Interesting. <laughs> well, this, yeah. whole, this, this whole show, there's been um, there have been so many crazy storylines that I'm constantly saying, why is this not an A story? I mean, let's not forget that there is a B story, not an A story, a B story that Mary might run a cult like how is that like not the headline how is that that's one of the craziest storylines we've ever had on bravo or reality tv that a that a full 
cast member runs a cult, <laughs> not just like a con, like not just some sort of con yeah. or some up to no good, like a cult. And that's only the B story. So like something like an infidelity, I mean, that's, that's barely even registering. It's crazy. Yeah. It yeah. And did you guys see that the rumors are that this guy that they both dated or slept with or whatever is Ron from Real Housewives of New York? Did yes. you see that? Ramona, no. the big guy that Ramona was hanging out with. She's like, oh, no, Ron, yes. we can't stay at your party. We got to go to down the street. What was that restaurant they went to then down the street? Omar's. Where Ramona come and Ron wow. is the one who's gross with Leah like oh hey Leah wow Leah. and she's like gross you're disgusting back off you know so it's that guy so it's like thirsty wow. Ron you know That's he's like another um, another Tom or whatever who's going after every single housewife mm-hmm. you know so I don't believe that pretty rumor. funny I'm gonna buy I'm just gonna say right now I do not believe that rumor I because I like, I don't believe that Meredith Marks is hooking up with that guy, Ron, from New York. It just, just does not work in my head. Well, listen, I, we know that her husband, Seth, loves boobs. Maybe Meredith loves boobs, too. Maybe she loves moobs. <laughs> I don't know. That's amazing. If it's Ron, I believe that they both hooked up with him, though. That's believable. That's amazing. <laughs> Maybe Harry. Yeah, Ron does have that. Ron does have that, like, heavy breathing confidence where he just doesn't care, you know? Yeah. Oh, by the way, for those of you just listening and not watching, I have moves so i can say that (laughs) (laughs) i love it um and then let's talk about how you know mary has been treating jenny this season she really has not been the nicest of friends um but i mean do um, i think we know that mary has not been filming for season three so are we surprised that she's not coming back she didn't show up for the reunion um mary is always a a wild card. A wild card, yeah. You know, I'm I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that she's not coming back. Um, she has uh she really has not been uh she has not had a a a wonderful relationship with Jenny. Although unfortunately, now that we all this stuff has come out, maybe there's some energy that Jenny was putting out there that Mary was picking up on. But then again, Mary's also kind of surly to a lot of people. Um, you know, it's funny because all season long, I, w- I was kind of like, wow, Mary is just so she is, she is harsh. Like she, you know, when she doesn't like you, she doesn't like you. And I was like, wow, she does not give people chances. But then this week after everything with Jenny came out, I was like, good for you, Mary. Good for <laughs> <No>. you. <laughs> yeah. You change so fast, you know? Yeah. It was hard to, it was like a little bit mean girls for me mm-hmm. watching, not knowing the stuff about Jenny, but now that I know the stuff about Jenny, I'm, a, yes. I'm like, yeah, good right. for you. Like, yeah, exactly. You forgive it. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. you have to remember that stuff with Jenny started when they were on the bus. To, it's always on the bus. It's mm-hmm. always on that Sprinter van. Sprinter van. They were, they were on that party bus thing to go, what was it, like tubing or whatever? Tubing. And Jenny was really trying to earn her housewife stripes for no reason you know she was doing that like season one i'm just gonna yell and start a fight with somebody because i have nothing going on because she was going after mary for crazy reasons on that bus too but people forget that jenny really started you know kind of yelling at mary and mary was dismissed like no one was really right in that fight but jenny's response i think was just so over the top you know yelling and screaming like don't tell me what to do yeah, I mean, Mary, I mean, Jenny said later in that episode that her response was driven because it was the anniversary of the death of her child. And so she was a little bit more emotionally um, extra. And I think it's also really important to remember that, like, even though I'm saying, like, good for you, Mary, let's also not forget that Mary also said some very racially insensitive things yeah. to yeah. Jenny. And it's not yeah. negated 
by what Jenny has done. Totally. Ben Ben coined the term lazy Susan of awful a long time ago. And sometimes that really, we use that a lot on this show because you're like, well, this person's right. And it's like, yeah, but then they committed that crime, but then they were racist, but then she was racist. But then this is like, you're, you need a string with like pins on a board to like see <laughs> you need to not like the, Spinning the lazy Susan, it's like another dish of awfulness has just arrived in front of you and you spin it and here comes another one. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I was gonna say we we were saying we didn't we didn't before all this news about Jenny came out, we weren't a big fan of her because she kind of everything she did seemed kind of I want to be relevant on the show. I want to be relevant mm. in that next season. I was gonna say, I feel like I was trying to embrace her and like she would have a moment. I'd be like, oh look, look, she's starting to like she's starting to pop. But yeah, nah. didn't work out. Hi, Jenny. But what were you going to say? Even even the moment where what? Oh, where Dewey, where Dewey wanted a sister wife. I felt like that was very scripted or confused. Mm. I didn't feel like that was a real storyline. Yeah. Also, don't forget that her niece yeah. at the sort of towards the beginning of the season, her niece posted on social media um, a whole thing about how Jenny and Dewey are terrible people and they're basically grifters. And it was just, it was a whole thing about how they um, saying that, I guess it's something about money. Like maybe they were using the family for money. I don't know. You, you have to go check it out, but her, her niece was it kind of warned us. And wow. I think we all were like, well, wow. let's just, let's just hear. And then um, it looks like maybe her niece is correct. Interesting. Interesting. Oh man. All right. Well, let's move on to our real talk because we recently caught up with Gold Jackie Goldschneider, of course, from Real Housewives of New Jersey, who spilled the tea on why everyone was questioning Teresa Judice and her fiance, Louie. Take a look. In the in the first episode, a lot of people are questioning uh Teresa's fiance, Louie's intentions after this video comes out. Um, did you see red flags in the beginning of the relationship just because you know everything moved so quickly? That video was really released. What was kind of your thought process on that? Yeah, I mean, the, tr the truth is that I thought the video was very odd. Mm -hmm. I think we all did. But really, the only thing that matters is whether or not Teresa is happy and whether or not Teresa likes him. I mean, she's the one who's with him behind closed doors. And if she loves him and he truly makes her happy, then, you know, a weird video, in my opinion of it, it really shouldn't be, you know, relevant. Mm -hmm. Was she as secretive about the relationship this season as she was last season? I mean, oh, no, no, no. Louis yeah. is like there for everything this mm -hmm. season. Yeah. You know, and he does get questioned a lot. Mm -hmm. Did you feel unfairly questioned or was it justified? No, I, I think that given the amount of things that were out in, in the press, mm -hmm. um, it was justified. But it certainly wasn't always me. <laughs> it really wasn't me. I didn't feel like it was my place mm -hmm. given my relationship with Teresa to be questioning there's people who have known her a lot longer and who um if someone truly was concerned for her well-being those are the people who should be asking about it and not me yeah where is she in the wedding plan process are you gonna yeah i mean we're not super <laughs> close so i wouldn't know okay i really wouldn't know but um i know they're engaged i know they're living together so mm -hmm. I have to imagine the wedding is close. So um, New Jersey comes back next week and kicks off right off the bat with a lot of questions about Teresa's fiance. Not so surprising because he has a bit of a shady past. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God, this guy. I mean, they could, <laughs> I mean, you could not cast this guy. The first I saw of him, well, I guess the first I saw of him was his scene on the show, but then um, that video where he's at that man's retreat begging for forgiveness. Yes. Have you guys seen that? Where he's like, baby, I'm a man. 
and he's just like screaming yeah. go on bro go yeah. on bro yeah, all the guys like come on bro. say what give it from say, your heart say bro. it like you mean it say it like you mean it i have to say we got a sneak peek at the at the episode and that comes up a lot in episode one so wow yes. yeah. great <laughs> that's a strange moment yeah, you know, I've, I've been watching Real Housewives of New Jersey from season one because we're going to do a classic, a uh, couple of classic episodes on on our tour. And so I'm, you know, just getting reacquainted. I mean, Teresa really, she is one of the most delusional. I mean, she's just stood up for Joe so, so much, you know, before she kind of flipped. And she's just going to do the same with this guy. You know, I don't know if it comes from like low self-confidence of, or, or just confidence in the world. Like you don't think that there are good men out there. Cause I would get that. But um, man, she really goes to bat for these crazy guys. And Louie is energetic and crazy. Ju- Juicy Joe was like, so what? Who cares? But this guy looks like he's going to be active. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I'm so. excited. <laughs> it's going to be a good season. So good. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, we also chatted with Ebony K. Williams, who revealed what she would have said if she if there had been a New York reunion. So take a look at this. So obviously reunion got canceled. Um, you know, Real Housewives reunions are always something. Oh, yes. If it had gone down, what is one thing that you would have said during the reunion? Well, a lot. Um, <laughs> I think the main thing that I would wanted clarity around was this notion of, you know, Ramona and race, right? And her, what became very apparent watching the show was, you know, a, 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 a difficult relationship, I'll call it, to her ability to have race discussions and engage um, around that. And, and why it seems like the narrative was that I was like introducing that that narrative around Ramona and her difficulty with race and blackness. When in actuality, I took Ramona at face value and it was her her friends of 20 years and 30 years respectively, uh, Luann and Sonia, who came to my apartment during the election party and they're actually the ones that said, oh, she's only posting you because she's you're black and she wants to defeat a narrative that says she's racist or has a problem with black people. So that would be my question is like, why did this become this like Ebony's painting Ramona with this racist brush when it was actually you two that introduced that notion to me um, and said that that was Ramona's issue. So that would have been something I wanted clarity around. Do you, what do you think the response would have been to that? Do you think it would have been- I'm genuinely curious. I, I would love to know because I had not, assumed that about Ramona, actually, because I watched the show, but I really made a conscious effort to kind of control, alt, delete everything I saw as a viewer Mm -hmm. and really take each of these women at face value in real life. Because I I know enough to know there's TV and there's real life, right? So I really was authentic in that. Mm -hmm. So I I would love to know like why they felt it was important to bring that up um, to me and and how they feel now, you know, in retrospect. Mm -hmm. So on a on a different note, Carol Rodswell had done an interview um, a little while back saying that she thought you were a miscast for the show. Do you agree or disagree with her statement and why? I um, wholeheartedly disagree. Obviously, Carol's very much entitled to her take and opinion. Um, I think I was perfectly cast, frankly. I think I think after 13 years of not having a lens of black womanhood on the show, I think it was very important. And I think Bravo took it very seriously to their credit um, to kind of get that part right, um, to bring a woman onto the show that was gonna be very consistent and unapologetic and knowledgeable um, with her, her 
lens of, of blackness and black womanhood and all of that, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to bring a black woman into the show, like bring somebody who, who, who leads with that, who carries that. And I, I think that was important. And that's exactly who they got with me. I, I, the network was very intentional around that. Like they could have cast any black woman in New York and trust me, there's no shortage of phenomenal, beautiful, educated, powerful black women in New York city. Um, but they cast the one with the bachelor's degree in black studies. You know, they cast the one who, you know, had during all of my interviews of, um, I, I, I uh, what do you call it? Commissioned um, um, a photograph of the transatlantic slave trade, you know? So it was literally like the middle passage, you know, that that would sat behind me during my casting interviews. And I had, you know, faux dreadlocks during my casting process. So I, I think the casting was spot on. You know, mm -hmm. I think if, if what Carol meant in the subtext of, oh, she was miscast is in some way to cast someone who was just going to assimilate um, to a white-centered experience, which is what Roni had been up until that point, I think misses the mark and misses the moment and misses the point. So it's interesting that her and Ramona aren't, she doesn't consider herself to be like enemies with Ramona after that season, which, you know, I give a lot of credit to Ebony because I don't know if I would love Ramona after that season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of uh, the internet doesn't love Ramona after that season. Right. I mean, you just, I don't know if you saw that Jenny was fired and the name that was trending was Ramona because all, all the tweets were like, OK, now fire Ramona. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, people are not happy with Ramona yeah. right now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I agree. And, you know, you commend Ebony for still being OK, you know, for having nice. I commend anybody who's ever dealt with Ramona and has something nice to say. I mean, I commend the hostess at the restaurant who says, thank you. Have a good night after Ramona has eaten there. I mean, she's just a nightmare across the board, literally to everybody. Literally. Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, let's get to our social spotlight of the week where we discuss which housewife caught our attention on social media. Ben, who caught your attention on social media this week? Um, you know, uh, Dr. Tiffany Moon of the uh, former Bravo television show, Real Housewives of Dallas, um, she did stand up this week at, I think, the Laugh Factory in Los Angeles. And that just sort of surprised me. I, well, I, I think she's funny. Um, and I just always it's just it's a surprising turn. I was not expecting Dr. Tiffany Moon to do stand up. I don't know if there's any video of it. I definitely want to check it out. Part of me is like, do I want to see the video? Because I really like her a lot. Is this going to ruin it for me? Or is this going to yeah. really like her more? But um, it was just one of the things I was like, huh, the Real Housewives always do some interesting things. They really do. Um, you know, yeah. Cringeworthy to me when Bravo celebrities try to do stand up. I mean, you guys are actual comedians. You're hysterical. When like... Ariana from Vanderpump tried to do stand up a few years ago. Oof. Or what no, about Joe, Joe Gorga's recently? Oh, Joe Gorga's doing it right now. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Joe Gorga. Oh yeah. my God. Did you see that video where he was getting booed off the stage and Melissa had to come on and kind of yeah. make it funny, make it nice or whatever? Oh my God. Oh, so bad. So bad. Um, yeah. Ronnie, how about you? You know, I've been um, obsessed with just all the apology statements from all the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City yeah. because. You know, it's just been funny in a way. I mean, I know it's dark to think it's funny, but just how they release something like, we don't condone bad behavior. And then people are like, um, no, that is not enough. We need more from you. I need her name and I need you to do this and you need to say this. And so then they rewrite it and then they come back with it. I'm like, what are we auditioning apology <laughs> statements? It's like a, every day is like a new cycle of, all right, let's try this one. Okay, I've got a mild <laughs> and feathers. I'm wearing feathers this time. It's like you guys. 
funny. It's just, it's, they make it into such a circus. I love it. Really? Andy, yeah. how about you? I hope they're filming all of this. I know. Um, yeah, mine went to Lisa Rinna. I, it pretty much goes to Lisa Rinna every time she posts about Harry Hamlin. I love Harry Hamlin. Uh, she said, she posted this photo. I think he's smoking an e-cig, maybe pot. I don't know. And she said, when you're married to a freaking stud. I just love him. I love yeah. them. I love him. They're so cute. Um, my went to Melissa Gorga. She posted a uh, text message between her and her mom and her mom told her to get on OnlyFans because Larsa Pippen, Larsa Pippen is making 10K a day. So <laughs> I love that. I think she wrote down Larda Pippen. Larva, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Larda Pippen. I love it. Well, Ronnie and Ben, thank you both so much for running down all things Housewives with us. It is always such a pleasure having you both um, on the show with us. And we are so excited for the Golden Crappies and your tour. Or please remind everybody where they can listen to the podcast and get all the information on the Golden Crappies and your tour. Well, our main hub is watchwhatcrappies.com. You can find links to all of our tickets, 21 cities uh, coming up. You'll also find a link to Moment House where you can get tickets to stream that uh, live crappy show for the next week. And um, that covers it, right, Ben? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, we'd love to see uh, all of you guys on, on the road and hopefully you guys can join us either there or or streaming on moment house for the crap yeah it's gonna be instagram is watch what really happens amazing. twitter is what happens and then i'm ronnie caram and he's at uh ben mandelker on both. yeah and it's all on it's all on the site guys thank you so much mandy thank you so much as always thank you guys thanks for having right. us well that's it for this week's episode of getting real with the housewives but if you want more housewives news head on over to usmagazine.com where we've got you covered